1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby joining us. Hi Lyle, welcome along to 2020. Yeah, good
1: morning, Neil. Great to be with you again.
0: Lyle, we'll get into the leaders' debate, but you've heard me talking about those issues in the United States and Donald Trump and his plan to meet with 500 evangelical leaders, even the appointment of a Christian policy liaison. That sort of thing happens in the US. It doesn't happen in that sort of way in Australia, I guess. Or could it change to something along those lines?
1: Uh, It it certainly doesn't happen to the same degree in Australia, but uh, more and more Australian uh, political leaders are recognising that uh, there is a Christian constituency, and and they are responsive uh, to that. And and obviously ACL has had the privilege of playing a part in raising the awareness of the Christian constituency with both sides of politics. But, uh, Neil, I was fascinated to, to hear your uh, synopsis of of the latest uh, developments in the in the Trump campaign, and uh, this is obviously a result of him now having secured enough delegates to become the Republican nominee to contest the presidential election against um, most likely Hillary Clinton, although that's still yet to be determined uh, in November of this year. And uh, it's clear that Trump is now moving past the. Uh, phase of trying to win the nomination to what do I need to do now to win the general election and evangelical voters in the, in America are a massive voting block uh, it's voluntary voting over there and uh, this is one constituency which, which is energised and does bring out the vote so um, it's no surprises that Donald Trump is seeking to reach out to them
0: And Lyle it wouldn't be far from the centre line that you would hold too that you would like to see uh, people who call themselves Christian in Australia actually vote according to their faith. And looking at some of the ethical, moral issues, the sorts of issues that Christians ought to be concerned about, there is a sense, isn't there, in which Australian Christian Lobby is about encouraging Christian believers not to just vote for you know how you feel after a, a significant uh, election ad campaign, but to actually look at those policies and say, as a Christian believer, this is where I'll put my
1: mark. It's absolutely critical that we look at the policies of the parties very, very carefully and don't just vote on a motion or, or vote on a media impression that we might get from the television. And uh, that's why at every election, uh, our team at ACL organises uh, meet your candidate forums. Uh, and in this coming election, our team is doing that right around the country. There'll be uh, forums in every state and uh, we'd encourage people to get along to them. Unfortunately, we can't do them in every electorate, but uh, there will be many happening. And we're also finalising our policy questionnaire, which we put to the parties, asking them uh, what their policies will be on a range of issues. Our concern for the poor, uh, poverty alleviation po- policies, such as, um, you know, how do we get rid of poker machines uh, that cause poverty, uh, right through to our concern for a generous overseas aid policy, uh, generous refugee policy, Uh, and particularly uh, the importance of marriage and family and uh, what's taught in our schools through so-called safe schools. So all of these things will be going to uh, all of the parties contesting the election and we'll be then getting their responses and then distributing that widely uh, on the uh, internet in in the couple of weeks leading up to the election so that people can have a good look at what the parties actually stand for before they cast their vote.
0: And we'll be doing our best on 2020 to bring to light some of those policy positions before it comes time for us to cast our vote. Let's turn some attention to last night's leaders debate, Lyle. Uh, you would no doubt have uh, sat up to watch it, as I did, and and I wouldn't say it was a riveting conversation, a riveting debate, but uh, Lyle, your overall impression.
1: Yes, um, y- y- you're... Your analysis is right. It wasn't riveting. And, uh, you know, I'm always careful with this because um, it's very easy to become cynical with our political leaders. They, They have a very tough job and campaigning is tough. Uh, putting yourself out there in the media glare on national television, uh, where you've got senior journalists there that are looking for gotcha moments. Um, I I understand the pressure that they're under. And and so what that produces is a lackluster debate because they then resort to safety first. So they trot out their rehearsed lines that they've been practising all week. So what we heard from both Mr Turnbull and Mr Shorten were very much the rehearsed uh, party lines uh, designed to uh, try and score political points uh, but achieve safety and not not have any major gaffes that could uh, damage their campaigns. Uh, so that's that's disappointing from a voter's point of view because we want to hear some authenticity, some reality, a bit of passion uh, instead of just the, um, the rehearsed lines. Uh,
0: one of the comments I read out of the Sydney Morning Herald earlier this morning, Peter Harcher wrote, Australia witnessed two tribal leaders... Each speaking powerfully to his own tribe in the leaders' debate. Uh, Missing was a national leader commanding both. Uh, That idea of appealing to your own. Uh, already established rusted on uh, electorate Uh, there was something I guess in those uh, those words that sort of uh, impression that uh, that you'd read in the Sydney Morning Herald the idea that they both stuck to a home brand identity Uh, that really is I suppose where we are but there's still uh, you know four or five weeks to go Lyle.
1: That's right Um, that's a very good analysis I agree with that so how that played out is you had Malcolm Turnbull talking about uh, Liberal party you know key uh, policy positions and that is to try and cut tax to drive economic growth so he was uh, talking about Cutting the company tax um, for small and um, and and in the future larger businesses, and uh, if you do that, that'll help uh, companies employ more people. So that was uh, his strength. Bill Shorten then characterised that as well. Uh, the Liberal Party are just catering to the big end of town and to to the rich, and whereas Labor is looking to try and help the person who is disadvantaged and uh, investing in, in people. So that's the sort of tribalism that Peter Harcher is referring to. Uh, unfortunately, elections are about. Uh, they're very strategic, it's about holding enough seats to to gain power, so it's about power rather than articulating uh, a national vision. And so they will appeal to their base so that they can hold the seats that they need, hopefully pick up uh, enough votes enough to, to get over the line and to hold power. Uh, and unfortunately, it's about power, not about uh, a vision for the nation. And that's, um, that's a tragedy of modern politics. Uh,
0: the other thing that perhaps makes these debates dull, uh, apart from the fact that, uh, you know, it's a little bit uh, contrived, it's all about, uh, you know, bringing the party line. Uh, there's also this separation out from the economic debates of these other significant Uh, ethical and moral issues which actually do really stir emotions in people and perhaps uh, we're still to see some of that ahead when it starts to get uh, you know when it starts to heat up with some of these uh, these big debates and how much marriage and this safe schools coalition program and the sorts of things that our children will be taught at school how much that will be allowed to come in that's probably still a little bit of an unknown quantity Lyle.
1: It is, and there's still five weeks to go, but you're dead right. Um, it's, it's one thing to talk about these tribal issues of the economy and class warfare and, and all of that fairly predictable. And, and uh, if you really drill down, there's probably not a massive difference between the two parties on, on tax policy. I mean, there, there are nuances, there are there are key differences, but uh, they're not huge. But there's um, there are very big differences on, on issues like social policy. And, and you're right, um, the parties don't want to talk about these contentious social policy issues during election campaign they want to keep the narrative on the economy and a great example of that uh, just last week neil i was asked to appear on the abc's late line program to talk about euthanasia a contentious social policy issue the reason i was asked is because the health minister susan lay uh, was um, asked not to go on the program by the party because they don't want a distraction from jobs and growth which is the uh, slogan for the the government. Um, This issue of safe schools, uh, the marriage debate, even though Bill Shorten has been very passionate about saying that he's going to scrap the plebiscite, deny ordinary Australians a say on whether we change the definition of marriage, uh, all of this is not being discussed in the election campaign. And you'll find both sides of politics doing their best to stay right away from these very contentious uh, and controversial social policy issues.
0: And the challenging thing there, of course, is if these leaders endeavour to keep these uh, ethical, moral issues out of the debate and things remain as bland as they have been, uh, the, the the difficulty there, Lyle, and your, your comment on this, is that uh, even though that there is a, a conservative element of the Liberal National Coalition, uh, the two leaders are almost... Uh, if you take their history on some of these issues, with the same-sex marriage and and uh, other issues that would be associated with that, they're they're almost on the same page too.
1: Yeah, yes, they are. That's exactly right. Malcolm Turnbull is a strong supporter of of changing the definition of marriage. He hasn't thought through the injustice of that to children and and denying a child their mother or their father. Uh, Bill Shorten, of course, um, his party uh, last August at their national convention in, in Melbourne completely capitulated to rainbow politics. So they've put forward policies now in their party platform of of free government-funded sex change operations, of mandating things like safe schools, which teaches children that gender is fluid, uh, taking away or re- reviewing the protections for religious freedom so that Christian schools and charities um, may not be able to employ staff who share their ethos and have that freedom to maintain the Christian ethos of the school or the organisation. These things are part of uh, what the Labor Party wants to review if they win government. So these things need to be discussed because this goes to the core of what sort of country Australia is going to be after July 2 if we keep going down this uh, rainbow path. And uh, as you say, Malcolm Turnbull is personally committed to this. His party's not, and they've held him back. But Bill Shorten and his party are completely committed to this, and that's the sort of choice that uh, people are going to have to weigh up uh, as they go to vote on July 2.
0: There's obviously a lot of filters between ordinary Australian Christian voters and the two leaders, but you can short-circuit some of those filters, can't you, by turning out to these meet-the-candidate forums that you've got planned, and, and I'm sure you probably run as many as you can with venues and people who coordinate those sorts of forums. Is this an opportunity, Lyle, for ordinary Christian believers to speak to all sides of the political spectrum in their local community and ask the appropriate questions and hear the responses of candidates ahead of the election. How important is it for people to to turn out to these Meet the Candidate forums?
1: Yeah, it's, it's critically important, Neil, and you described it very well. This is a way to circumvent the filters, the media filters that try and filter out a lot of these important issues. Uh, and this is the why the reason why ACL has been doing these forums for about 16 or 17 years now. And uh, they, they do make a difference because Australians are notoriously apathetic about politics. So if you have 100 people turn out at a meet your candidate forum, that will burn a strong image in the mind of of any political candidate. And when the successful candidate is elected into Parliament, they know that during the election campaign, one of the biggest meetings they went to, (laughs) it might have only had 100 people at it, but it will have been one of the biggest meetings they attended, where people actually came out at night time, fronted up to uh, an event, uh, was something that was run by the Australian Christian Lobby. And they will remember the concerns that were raised, whether it's about poverty issues, whether it's about safe schools, uh, etc., and uh that is, is a very powerful uh thing to to burn into the minds of a politician because people are apathetic and when politicians see people are uh, coming out asking questions uh that registers with them and uh so i can't um understate uh the or, or emphasize enough the importance of uh people coming out to these events and uh we we have a number already locked in place more will be coming and uh people can find out uh where those Uh, meet your candidate forums are on our website uh, acl.org.au.
0: Lyle, you mentioned some surveys that the Australian Christian Lobby undertakes and those surveys go not only to the party leaders uh, but also to candidates in local electorates uh, and they actually do gauge some of the stances uh, from local candidates. How soon before we might be able to see some of those uh, emerge?
1: Well, look, we are currently finalising the questionnaire that we sent to the political parties. So I've had it out for consultation with church, senior church leaders, and I'm hoping that today or tomorrow we can then get that finalised policy questionnaire off to the parties. We need to then give them a couple of weeks to respond. We ask them to respond in writing. And then we put that the answers to those policy questions. And as I said earlier, they're on a range of issues right through from... Concern over, you know, poker machines and, and the poverty they cause, uh, you know, the pro-life issues, uh, marriage, family uh, concern for, a, a, you know, a generous refugee policy that helps persecuted Christians, all of these things, and uh, then people will be able to read. Uh, that as we distribute it uh, through our emails and through uh, the website. So I'd really encourage people to take notice of that. The other thing we're doing is producing an election guide, which will be more commentary from us about uh, p- policies that are already on the record. And uh, particularly we're wanting to highlight uh, uh, Labor's capitulation to rainbow politics and just the very serious consequences that has for the sexualization of children uh, through, through teaching them that gender is fluid. Uh, and uh, through the uh, concerns about freedom of speech and religion that flow from that as well as the social injustice of denying children their mother or their father. And so um, that'll be a separate uh, piece that uh, will be printed and uh, we'll try and distribute as many of those around the country as we can. So it's a busy time for us, but um, we want to make as much voter education material available as possible.
0: And just quickly, Lyle, in memory, probably going back to the last federal election, there were some... Uh, elements of the uh, parties uh, that actually refused to respond to uh, some Australian Christian lobby survey uh, questions is—is uh, is there a likelihood that might happen again this time?
1: Uh, yes, I, I think there is a high likelihood. Sadly, Neil, um, last election, twenty thirteen, the Greens political party uh, declined to respond to um, many of our questions, and and uh, so we we had to you know put in the. Uh, policy uh, questionnaire uh, information uh, material that that the Greens failed to respond. I would suspect they may do that this time. Uh, One of their senators, um, Senator Robert Sims, in fact, a couple of their senators, um, including Nick McKim, have been uh, in the parliament uh, recently, just before uh, the election was called, uh, calling ACL a hate group, um, moving motions uh, against us, which uh, thankfully were not supported by any of the other parliamentarians, uh, so they, they've been quite aggressive in their attacks against Australian Christian lobby and uh, very unfair in their characterisation of us as haters. We don't hate anyone. We love all people. Um, but we, we do have a particular view on marriage, and I hope we, we always have the freedom to do that. So. Uh, I would suspect the Greens may be uncooperative this time, but that's their their right and um, we'll certainly be telling the Christian constituency uh, where they stand on these really key issues.
0: Well, Lyle Shelton, always good getting your insights into things that are current and there's nothing more current than the election campaign as it continues to unfold and things will continue to hot up in the next four to five weeks. And uh, Lyle, just always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020